Today we're going to review some tips and tricks to take care of the surface of your aquarium. My name's Russ Kickle. Stick around for another episode of American Reef. As a new reef keeping hobbyist, right, one of the things that will drive you crazy will be algaes. And it, it will probably drive you crazy for about a year or so, or until you get, you know, enough hours under your belt. And for you experienced guys out there, think about it, right? Whether it's a refugium where you're trying to grow macro algaes that don't grow, um, and while those aren't growing, you'll have all of these kind of nuisance algaes up in your main display tank, whether it's green hair algae, red slime algae, or the brown algae that are on the glass surface, right? So you're constantly battling things out. And uh, we have many videos that will kind of go over how to manage the nutrient control, that, that kind of stuff for your, for your uh, red slime algaes, for your, you know, your green hair algaes, etc. But we haven't talked too much about, again, that surface area, the algaes that you can expect, as well as again, how, to, how to control that surface area or what you can expect as a new hobbyist to manage that. Meaning that I didn't realize when I was a new hobbyist how much time was needed to actually, again, clean the glass. Um, how much algae I should expect on that glass in a healthy tank versus non-healthy tank, right? Those kind of things, right? So it was a little bit frustrating for me because um, there wasn't a lot of visual resources out there. So where this all kind of came from is I started testing the all-in-one bio pallets. First thing I did when I tested the all-in-one bio pallets on that 110 gallon tang tank is I pulled out basically the, uh, the macroalgies and the refugium and I shut off and pulled off the GFO reactor. So now basically I had a tank similar to what a new hobbyist would have, meaning a tank with cured rock um, with not a whole lot of filtration into it per se or established filtration. Um, and, and for me, when I installed that reactor, I realized I started getting some basically surface area kind of brown algaes, a little more than I was used to. And I thought, hey, wow, I could do two birds with one stone with this experiment. Number one, for the new hobbyists, what we could do is we could kind of review what you can expect you know, as far as the algae, how fast it would grow, um, how to clean it, better ways to clean it, that sort of thing. Um, as well as basically have an experiment where we're trying to figure out do these all-in-one bio pellets actually kind of control the, uh, the nitrites and phosphates. So this part of the, the video is actually going to be, again, that surface area in the, the macroalgaes. So the best way to start this, for example, will be to actually go down to that 110 gallon tank and kind of demonstrate some of the things that, you know, have transpired over the past, you know, we'll say two weeks. And the reason why we're saying two weeks is basically two weeks ago what I did is I cleaned the surface area of the glass and I haven't touched it since. So now we can take a pretty good look at, again, what you can expect to see growing on that surface area, and again, the tools that I've found over time, right, that we can use to kind of manage some of that growth. So rather than talk about it, let's go demonstrate it.
So now here's the tank without two weeks of me touching the glass. Now, again, let's step back and talk about what's going on here. The all-in-one bio pellets that I put on here have been running approximately for about five, six weeks. So during that time, again, no filtration as it relates to my traditional filtration, meaning I pulled off the macroalgaes and the granular ferric oxide reactors. So when you look at the sump, basically this sump has my bio balls, have my miracle mud. You can see a wee little bit of algae that I kind of left behind, it kind of rooted there. And again, the all-in-one bio pellet media reactor. So from a tank filtration perspective, that's what I have. And again, as a new hobbyist, I believe that you'll have something similar, only you'll probably have a, a beefier skimmer for sure. Now, as far as water changes go, Water changes on this particular system, again, about two to three gallons every day. And then as far as feeding goes, again, I'll take my HPD and I'll feed these things probably somewhere in the neighborhood of two to three times a day again. And I'll use a piece about this big. Now again, that's a lot of food that I'm feeding this tank. Remember, I'm feeding a lot of food to keep my tangs from fighting constantly. Um, and, and so when you look at it, again, just normally, if you're a new hobbyist, you're not gonna feed that much food. But again, for me, my typical process was I put this bag in here, or excuse me, I put the HPD in the bag, feeder clip, right, and I just hang it over the side, right, and I would kinda let them do their thing. Now, the interesting thing about, again, this tank, as opposed to kind of if you're a new hobbyist, for example, what you can expect is A, I'm feeding it way more than, um, than you normally would, but then B, um, I probably have less filtration on here as well. So as you can kind of see from just the, uh, you know, again, the algae on the glass, um, it might not be exactly what you're going to experience, but at the same time, it gives you a close idea of what things look like, right? And so if we kind of look up close to the tank, right, we can kind of see, again, there's a slight film, and again, from a number of snails or those kind of critters that are going to uh, be your cleanup crew. Um, I don't really have a cleanup crew in here. I have one snail, and they're still alive, I believe. Um, so, you know, again, they're not, you'll see the patches on the glass. That, the patches on the glass have not occurred from a cleanup crew doing anything. Maybe from the tangs picking at it, right? But again, they're picking at this food most of the day more than, than anything else. Um, so again, let's take a closer look at the glass now and you'll kind of get a better feel for what I'm talking about. So we're gonna walk up just a little closer while the fish are over there eating that HPD. And you can kind of see, again, on the glass, there's really these kind of patches of algae. And, and really where you can kind of start to see it is on the sides. So the algae is not so thick that it's blocking the view, but everything looks really cloudy as you can kind of see from this angular kind of shot. Especially when you look down at that red monopora, you kind of see through there. 
And again, as you're looking, I'm not quite sure if the glass can pick it up, but I'll try. You'll start to see right here, for example, and let me kind of focus in, there are scratches. Right, there's scratches here, and if we look down to here where the algae's at. And you, can you can start to see like where sand was caught between the magnets and it would scratch the glass up. So let's talk about those scratches, right? Because that's really at the heart of this kind of surface care discussion that we're having here. When I was a new hobbyist, first thing that I did is I said, man, I know I'm going to have some kind of algae. So you listen to the guy at the fish store and they give you one of these mag floats, right? And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, right? A real strong magnet. And when you basically lose the inside, it floats. Well, that's good. But the problem is, is even though you think this magnet is really, really strong, the fact that I can pull it off like that, tells you that it's really not strong enough to kind of get those coralline algaes. It does a real good job on kind of like the, the brown algaes, et cetera, but man, when you, when you gotta get something rough, this just doesn't do it, right? So, I chuck that away, right? And again, I'm all about that whole intelligent consumption thing, and I just throw away 10, 20 bucks, whatever that is. So then I get the idea, wow, let's take and get one of these nice long poles, right? You know, with basically the, the edge, there's a blade. So you, you take and use this and you find out with this pole, though it does a real good job kind of scraping all those allergies off, A, you can't get at everything. And then with the top, you, you have weird angles where this just doesn't work. You have to take your lights off and it becomes kind of really cumbersome. And then the other thing you start to look at and you say, okay, well, there are a different kind of blades on here, meaning there are blades for glass and blades for acrylic. Being new to the hobby, I never really knew the difference between glass and acrylic, so let's just take one second and kind of talk about that. So basically, again, those are the two common surfaces that you're gonna have aquariums made out of. Most of the times, sums, for example, like this one, is made out of acrylic. Um, you'll have a lot of new hobbyists that will go and purchase an acrylic tank, and they'll hear that it's soft, but they don't really know what that means. And what that means is the first time they take one of those magnets and that little sand particle gets caught in there, bam, it's gonna cause one of those scratches, right? Because it's very soft. And that's why personally, I like glass, right? Glass is a harder material and it's not gonna scratch as easy. Um, and with there, you kind of have a glass, right? Or acrylic kind of pads that you can, you can use. And you find out with the blades, for example, you get there, but then you start chomping away this silicone, and that doesn't do you good. So you're like, well, let's put the acrylic blade on, but then it doesn't kind of cut. And you're going back and forth, and it, again, wasting your time, aggravation. So again, you chuck that away, and that's another waste of, you know, $10-ish, right? So then you're like, okay, for me anyway, I said, let's get a really strong magnet, right? I want something that's really going to be able to kind of suck the tin man through a keyhole kind of thing, right? So I got like one of these kind of magnets. Really good, right? Strong, can hardly pull it apart unless you, again, bend it. And then you realize there, okay, you've got a really strong magnet. And the problem is a little piece of sand will get caught into this into the magnet, right? Into the Velcro side of it. And then when you rub it across, you get those scratches. So 
it's kind of a catch-22, meaning you need a really strong magnet excuse me, to get those algaes off, but then the problem is, the, you know, you get scratches in your tank. So magnets are really good, very convenient, but again, the problem you get is they tear up your tank, right? Now, for me, I even made my issue worse, right? So we chucked that $10, $20 magnet away, whatever that was, right? And so what I did is I purchased Again, one of the, uh, I think they're called tiger shark magnets, right? Get super, super strong. Again, the inside would float, which was really good. But now this thing was so strong that anytime I'd get any sand whatsoever cutting across there, man, it would easily tear up the glass, right? And, and those are kind of the, the scratches that you've seen there. Meaning when I had one of the cheaper magnets, like the Magnafloats, I had some maybe slight scratches, but they weren't those deep scratches that you can easily pick up on a video camera. So that kind of gets me to the point where I'm at today, where I have this little Tunzi care magnet up there, and it's so cool because you can hardly see it, right? Meaning, um, for you know that magnet over there, the the shark, it, you know, the tiger shark is like it's huge. It's a big block of wood on your tank, and um, and it's one of those nuisances, I'll call it. Meaning, every time you look at your tank, you want to see the fish, the corals, etc. You don't want to see a big block of wood, so then you kind of hide it, and then it has its issues. Um, I do like it for a float magnet, meaning I would take that over, you know, one of those magnet floats any day, because it really does a nice job cleaning the tank. Problem is it does a really nice job of scratching the bottom of that tank. So for me, the evolution to where I'm at now is that we have this Tunzi Care Magnet, which has just been announced, I believe it was at Interzoo this year, so we're into 2014. And what it does is it kind of combines the best of both worlds, meaning it's a magnet and it will allow you to get inside the tank at the places where kind of that big long stick won't let you do it. But yet, at the same time, it has a blade option on the magnet. And for the blade option, it allows us to go acrylic or glass. So depending on what we have, we're basically using the right tool for the right surface area. Now let's take a second and take a look at, a little closer at that magnet itself. So the magnet itself has two parts. Here's the first part, basically where it's nothing but the magnets and a handle attached to a larger blade and a smaller blade. And then we have the dry side, basically what has the magnets and two felt pads. So it, again, easily can go over the, over the glass. Right? You can kind of see again with these two ends, the idea is you can really cover a lot of surface area on the glass, but given this very small blade, you really don't have to worry about sand particles kind of going to get stuck and wedged in there. So what it does is it minimizes this likelihood of kind of scratching that takes place, but yet given again the width of both sides of the blades, you can kind of get in at the various areas. Now, when you look at it, again, it's very convenient in that regards, meaning that we can kind of take it like this, right? Right, you put it in there, and now, you've got a tool to get rid of the algae. And I think what we'll do now is, let's just spend a, a few minutes kind of going over 
seeing how this thing actually removes the algae, but then also with this thing, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a look at it and see about getting it into the kind of the tight areas and see how this thing works versus kind of like the magnets per se. And you can see how again, with this magnet, it really just takes you know that, that top layer off. And again, remember for the new hobbyist, this is the kind of algae that I'm seeing at somewhere in the neighborhood of about two weeks. Because right? again, when I was new to the hobby, didn't make sense to me how much I should have and how much I shouldn't have. And again, you can kind of see with this magnet, see how it extends? So I can get up underneath that rim and it still kind of gets all that loose stuff off. And again, remember, we're going to have this in two kind of phases, meaning we're going to have the, the real easy stuff and then the not so easy. And that's what we're going to switch our blades for. So let's just kind of hit this. And you can kind of see, again, there's some algae spots there, there. Uh, some over here, for example. See some algae there. That, again, it's coralline algae. Um, and that's that stuff you see in the back there. That's the purple kind of algae that you'll see. Uh, that, again, where, uh, you know, it's that kind of hard algae where it's hard to get off. So let's, again, let's just kind of hit over here. You can see the magnet. And again, you can kind of see how. The magnets are pulling it pretty tight, and then from there, you're able to easily get up underneath this lip, for example. And you can do that with um, the magnets that float as well. The problem is, is as you move it along, the top water kind of splashes out over because it's taking it in bites. And this is taking it in bites too, but because of that blade, it really um, does a good job at not splashing the water as much. So again, you can kind of see how this particular magnet works. It does a pretty good job of getting, again, a lot of the, you know, I'll call it the light stuff off. And from the camera end, it probably, it's a little bit hard to pick it up, but you kind of get the idea. Now, again, the difference between something like this care magnet, for example, and again, this kind of tiger shark. And again, you can kind of see again this, this tiger shark, for example, it, it does about the same as that care magnet, as the Tunzi care magnet. You can kind of see the hard algaes here where, again, it really doesn't take it off. But at the same time, if you go over enough times, it, it, it would do a fine job. Now the problem that you get is when you come down here at the bottom in these little pieces of sand, right? What will happen inevitably, inevitably, inevitably is that the sand itself will get caught right inside here. Right? And then that's when your issues start. Right? So that's one issue that you're gonna have with these big powerful sand shark kind of magnets, right? The other issue is you can kind of see here, see this rock work? Well, this particular magnet here, it's pretty thick. And so it's kind of a block shape. So you can't really finesse your way around tight spots. Again, it does a nice job pulling really tight against the glass. And again, taking a good bit of that algae off. But at the same time, you have to worry about your scratches and then bumping these corals, like you'll see this coral here, it's broken many times again because, again, of this particular magnet, right? 
Whereas when you come here with the Tunzi, you can kind of see it's cleaning as well, but it's a lot thinner, number one. And then when you come down here to the bottom, you're not grabbing any of the sands. And so for corners like here, for example, where my euphelia is, see, I can kind of sneak right back here and I can really start cleaning this off. Whereas with the tiger shark, when I come back here, wham, I just hit that coral, right? And you can kind of see how it goes in, right? Again, you can always have thinner magnets or if, if you place your corals back, but what happens is as corals grow, it gets to the point where you kind of need to finesse more than kind of use brute force. So again, with this, we can kind of really get back in there. So funny. I've been letting this go for two weeks and it's been driving me crazy, right? Because I really, really like to have clean glass. So uh, it's nice just to kind of be able to see again. So now, again, for these thicker kinds of algaes, what Tunzi does is they actually provide a metal blade that you attach onto this thing. Right? So if you look here, here is that metal blade, right? Let's kind of zoom in so you can kind of see there. And all we're going to do is going to take the bottom, press it in, up through like that, and you'll see now we've added this metal blade. So with this metal blade, we should be able to scrape off all that really tough kind of stuff that's there too. Let's take a look there. And again, be careful of your fingers when you're pressing this on. But now you can kind of see how the really tough little core lines, they go back and forth and that stuff just comes right off, right? Again, it takes a little work, similar to you have with the, uh, with the magnets. But like down here, you can kind of see the coral line just scraping away. Again, you can kind of see how now you can easily finesse and get that coral line algae off with this blade. There's a little piece there. Now again, we have the silicone in here, but what's nice about this blade against the silicone is it's relatively um, dull, meaning it's like a hard piece of metal, but it's not necessarily like a razor, so you don't have to worry about getting cut with it. And again, you can kind of see how that just finessed that coralline algae right off of there. Again, with the, the tiger shark, it will work 
going back in here. But the problem is now is you're going to go down and you're going to try to scrape. And when you scrape, you're going to get sand at the bottom of there. It's going to go up underneath there and it's going to scratch just like I've done so many times, right? So again, to me, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I prefer something like this care magnet just to do that. And again, from a new hobbyist perspective, as far as, um, as far as how much algae you can expect on the glass. Well, you can see, again, two weeks, we've kind of got that brown algae, but then we have those patches of the core lines that actually started to develop. And you'll see the green here, but then around you'll see kind of the reds, the pinks, etc. that you'll need something like this magnet with the blade to kind of get off. So again, as it relates to care, etc., I normally spend probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about three minutes a day. I haven't, but I normally spend three minutes a day kind of just going over it with the magnet and making sure that the, the core lines don't get to develop, at least here. You know, you can see it in the back where I've got it developed on that back wall, but I don't have it on the front wall because you're constantly scraping it off. Um, and so I think what I'm going to do now is I'm going to spend the next five minutes or so just kind of getting at some of these areas here by getting the core line off as well as just a lot of that brown algae. And when I come over to the, uh, the sides, what we'll do is we'll kind of do some close-ups over there so you can kind of see where I can sneak in with this nice little blade, whereas the big block won't fit in. So you can see how, again, now that little Tunzi magnet does a real good job of kind of finessing inside those corners and underneath. Like when we were in that back corner, all that coralline algae back there, basically, you know, we were able to scrape it like a blade per se, but we didn't have to get our hands in the water. It wasn't like on a stick. Again, so we could kind of get back into there where, again, with this kind of, you know, big clunky magnet, you can't quite get into those places. And over here, for example, is another one of those places where we can kind of see there's two layers or plates of corals. And um, like for me to get this magnet over back in there, what I'm gonna do is I can go right about there, but then things start breaking, all right? And you can kind of see this top plate shift, right? So what we're gonna do now 
is we're just going to take our care magnet, scooch down through here, and now we can we can really go all the way back in there now. It's going to take a little bit because there are, I mean, <laughs> coralline algae's been growing back there for probably, man, I don't know, a year and a half, two years since I kind of moved that coral back there. Um, so it's going to take some doing. But again, the idea here, we can finesse with these little ones on, you know, the blades on the magnets versus kind of the, the blocks, just because the blocks are, are blocks, right? Where here we can kind of get in an angle or we can actually use this little side. So let me get cracking here. So as you can see, again, when you take something like the blade with the magnet combination, you really can get into the really tight areas, right? And I know I call it like finesse, but that's really what you're doing. You're kind of finessing it in there. And again, this is two weeks. There's coralline algaes, and this algae is really rough to say the least, right? Um, so it took some doing kind of getting it to this point. But the nice point is, again, with, with this particular blade, we can do it and not, again, smack into corals down there. And we can get up in the tight areas where these blocks really can't go. So step back. That's kind of the second pass to this, meaning we got all of the kind of hard stuff off, and previous to that, we got the really soft, easier stuff. But we still kind of got things, you know, in the glass, right? We've got those scratches in the glass that are full of algaes, and you can still kind of see them. Well, this is where, since most of you probably have already purchased one of these kind of magnets, this is where you use that and uh, basically a uh, magic erase kind of sponge to kind of get that off. So let me go grab one and uh, show you how it works. If we look back here, we can kind of see all of the areas that have scratches that algae's built in up, excuse me, algae has built up inside of it. So all we have to do basically is take this sponge and put it on the opposite side of these powerful magnets, because luckily they're powerful, right? And it's going to basically smash against there, and it's going to allow us to kind of clean inside those scratches. So it'll be hard to really see um, unless you really know they're, they're there. So let's take a look at it. We're going to use the strength of this magnet. Put it in like that, and you squeeze it. And from there, we're just going to let this set for about three minutes. Again, I like to uh, let that water kind of soak up in there. Okay, again, we can see these scratches here. Now watch what happens when we use this Mr. Clean. Again, I think I called it dry erase. Maybe it's called the magic erase marker <laughs> or magic erase sponge. I'll get, I'll get the box, but we'll kind of take a look at it and we'll see pretty soon here. But you can kind of start to see with that sponge, it will get down inside those scratches. And before you know it, they're hardly visible. So it is magic, it's not dry.
and we'll kind of get these over on the side as well. Although you can tell how deep, like this, this one right here is really deep. So that'll be a little bit tougher to get. And, and it's not gonna be able to help as much. But for those light scratches, this does a really nice job of kind of masking it. The other thing that I have noticed as well, when you use these sponges, it kind of does a deep clean on the pores, so to speak. Meaning, it'll take algae maybe two or three more days longer to grow than it normally would. So there's another set of scratches, watch what happens. And again, it'll take a little bit of doing. You'll have to go over it one way, like kind of with the grain, we'll call it, or with the scratch, and then against it. But you can start to see how basically what that sponge does is it kind of cleans the algae out from inside. The scratch. There you go. Again, hardly visible, right? That's good. So you can kind of see here now with that magic erase sponge, it did a real good job at um, basically camouflaging, hiding, whatever you want to call it, those scratches, because it cleaned all those algaes out on the inside. Now, you know, the best thing to do is, you know, not get those scratches to begin with. So to, to avoid that, to me, that's where you're gonna stick with something more with a blade. We're gonna go with a blade that is, again, applicable to the kind of surface that you got. Uh, and that's where, I, again, I like this Tunze magnet. It's relatively new, like I said. Um, this happens to be a actual prototype of it. And again, I, it's one of those things that I really like. Um, stay away from these kind of magnets, the MagnaFloat kind of magnets. I'm not a big fan of them for your salt water tank. Because if you remember, um, with the tank itself, we had kind of that hard core line algae on there. And if you have a healthy tank, meaning alkalinity is right, calcium right, et cetera, you're gonna have those algaes that'll grow. And um, you're gonna have to do a lot of work to get them off, whereas this will save that work for you. Um, again, going with one of these poles, it would work as well if you have a totally open access. If not, you can kind of see where you're not gonna be able to get down into areas because this light's gonna get in the way. And so for me, that's why I really like this kind of magnet. And there are other ones that are out there. Um, you know, one of the things that I would say that I'm not a big fan of on this particular magnet is basically it doesn't float, right? So you pull it off and it falls down. Now again, the magnets are so strong that you can take, put it down on the bottom and it picks it right back up. So it's not that big of a pain. Um, and to me, it's always a give and take in no matter what we do here. So to me, I'm willing to pay that price there because I can get at areas that I normally couldn't get at, for example. Um, 
So with that being said, I'm going to uh, basically clean a few more areas off here, then we'll wrap it up. So let's wrap this up. We know that you're going to have some kind of growth on that inner surface area that you're going to have to clean and you're going to probably have to spend two to three minutes every two to three days doing so. Um, you know, the tools that you will use to clean that surface area will really be dictated by the kind of material it is, right? Meaning glass or acrylic, since those are the two most common. Again, both will scratch. We know uh, glass is a little bit harder, so it's going to scratch a little less. Uh, acrylic's a little bit softer, so it's going to scratch a little more. Um, but either way, they're going to scratch if you kind of don't know what to look for. And what you're looking for, again, those little kind of particles, for example, where if you're going to basically use the magnets, where they get smashed in between there, and you drag them along, causing that surface area to scratch. Again, that's why, for me, I prefer actually kind of the blade magnets. Um, again, the blade magnets, excuse me, the blades that are attached to magnets versus kind of the blades that are attached to the sticks, because again, from a stick, kind of concept, basically you've got to navigate, you know, with lights, etc., and you just can't get to the areas that, um, that you like to get to, whereas with the magnets you usually can. Again, for me, I prefer the Tunzi brand, basically because of that low profile and the two different size magnets, or the two different size blades, excuse me on that, um, so that you can kind of get into areas um, that, you know, would be harder to get at with kind of some of the bigger products. Um, and again, if you are using those blades, we want to make sure to take it easy on the sides. Uh, we have the silicone on the sides there that is basically holding that tank together. Uh, we know it's pretty durable because that particular tank down there has lasted, you know, the better part of a decade. And, you know, I've beat those sides up with pretty much everything as you saw. Uh, but at the same time, better safe than sorry. Um, with that said, I hope that I've shared enough information to you so you have an idea uh, that, you know, the requirements that's going to need to kind of maintain that surface area being a new hobbyist. But if I haven't, I've missed some areas, feel free to give me a shout, to send me an email over at AmericanReef at me.com. I'll be happy to answer any questions maybe that I missed. And you've heard me say many, many times, give our sponsors a chance to earn your business. In this particular case, it's Premium Aquatics, Bulk Reef Supply. Again, Honest guys, uh, great guys that deserve a chance to earn your business. Um, they carry the Tunzi products, which I particularly care for, right? Just because A, that kind of German craftsmanship, as well as, uh, again, the ability ultimately to get the job done and for them to stand behind it with that two-year kind of warranty that they give. So again, if you're looking for any kind of reef keeping supply, go out to uh, Bulk Reef Supply or Premium Aquatics and check them out. I'm sure you'll be happy and you won't be disappointed. Again, my name is Russ Kickle, and thanks for watching this episode of American Reef.